Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and I'm joined by my man, Ace uh, Art Faison. I keep wanting to say AC, man. That's the, that's the Oh, well, that's because the baby. The baby's Ace. So, <laughs> you, know, you, you see that all the time. I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. He's a reflection of me. <laughs> exactly. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying the week. Uh, it's been a, it's been a nice, quiet week. Next week's gonna be a little crazy, a lot of driving to do, but uh, it's been a good week. I'm happy. Uh, I'm blessed. Can't say anything else. Uh, man, see, so weeks like this, I wish for those crazy weeks because I got a nice. I've had a nice, quiet week too. We we mm-hmm. recording on Hump Day, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But like the quiet weeks are like the drag. Like I'm banging my head at my desk trying to figure out what things I can do, and then when I get home, it's you know, a lot quieter because we sharing the kids this summer. So they uh, spent a couple of nights here, a couple of nights at grandma house. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I've been looking at Friday on the calendar all week. <laughs> I can't wait to get there. <laughs> but even when I get there, it's like, what am I going to do on Friday? I have exactly. No then you're ready for Sunday. Man, come Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. BJ, what's going on, man? What's the flavor of the week? On the road again in another city in Florida, man. But I'm here plugged in the hotel Wi-Fi, so... I'm good to go. There it is. There it is. Uh, so we had a big holiday pass last weekend, man. Hopefully everybody got out there to enjoy, you know, fireworks and festivities and things. But um, uh, for me, and I wish Carol was here to kind of jump in on the topic. He's out in Puerto Rico vacationing and things. Uh, but he, he brought to light something that was very, that was underlying for me. Um, and it's just the sense of like patriotism around some of these American, you know, holidays. And when he brought it up, it was crazy because I was out uh, Wednesday, no, Thursday, I think was the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out there Thursday. And, you know, first thing they do, we're out in Annapolis. And so they had this band out there and they were playing some, you know, um, some classical music tunes or whatever before the fireworks. But they do Star Spangled Banner. So everybody stands up, you know, face the uh, face the flag, hand over the hearts type deal. And I'm just like. Yeah, I think this is a, more of a kneeling moment, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to stand up and, you know, give it what, what I have. But uh, even after that, um, you know, the fireworks and all of these, uh, you know, people with their American f- uh, flag T-shirts and things, the kids are amazed. And I know the, all of the meaning and everything behind it. But when I sit back and think about uh, everything that was taken to build this country from our ancestors, right? You know, that used to be a sense of pride for me because I was like, okay, yeah, we built this country. America is kind of like really ours in a sense. And some of us were here before Christopher Columbus's and things got here, uh, if, you, if you're following me. But then, you know, I take it a, a step forward and I look at how America is today, how it has been in the past. And it's just not somewhere where I feel the most welcome although this is the land of opportunity and you know you work hard enough you can provide for your families and things of that nature but you know just us as a people and some and most of us as minorities have such an uphill battle to do almost anything when it comes down to celebrate you know liberty and freedom and all of these social justices and civil liberties we're supposed to enjoy for me i just 
I just don't really feel it all that much. And so, um, you know, I guess it, it's to you guys. And, you know, let me know how you feel when it comes to, you know, some of these American holidays, the 4th of July just passing, um, and how, how that kind of sits with you. All right, I'll let you go first. <laughs> all right, so I, you know, I never thought about that process before K brought it up because it was always just like a regular holiday. And to me, it wasn't anything deeper. Like, it never was about the American flag. Like, I probably a couple of years ago, I realized what the independence was for, who we like, really like why we got it and blah, 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 our process behind it. Um, so it was more of a holiday than it was, um, more of a holiday than it was an actual uh, kind of um, event. But I think I take it more of a just time to be with family. So it's always been a big family event, a big kind of get together, work together, kind of barbecue thing. So I never, like I said, never took it to the political side of it. But that being said, um, I got educated this year on many of social media uh, sites or through K or through friends and just really saying like, you know, how can we celebrate the freedom on 1772 when there was still slavery a hundred years after or so? So technically, were you independent or were they independent and you're still working on yours? So that's... Uh, that's where I learned that's kind of was like, oh, well, that's, that makes a great point. So it kind of did put a different view on it. Um, but I also get to see, you know, how everyone wears a flag and the, the, the data, everyone across the U.S. wearing their flag on them, and you flag on tights, flags on shirts, flags on hats. And then the next day, all those shirts go into a closet for the next year's celebration. So it kind of fades just as fast as it comes. <laughs> that's almost the case with any type of holiday though you know yeah, the spirit it's crazy it's, it's so commercial thing and everybody's getting out fireworks spending all this money and doing all these things and then all right it's on to the next what's what we got next labor day exactly uh-huh labor day's up next what about you bj so I, i've had this reflection probably over the last few years and first of all i want to go back to like growing up as kids right um unless your family instilled the things like Juneteenth and all these other things in you, if that was a part of your culture, did you really believe that July 4th was Independence Day for everybody, right? And as you grow older, you gain more knowledge about stuff, you see that um, not necessarily the case for all people who are quote, unquote Americans. Um, but I always go back to the fact that um, I thank God for for having the opportunity to grow up in a place where some of the civil liberties that we have now, even though, yes, we have not had them always, are, have been, have been um, established by our ancestors, have been fought for, gained. Um, and again, there's always an argument of to what extent is that freedom um, when you're not talking about economic, political, and all those things. Again, all that put aside, you go look at people with wearing a flag. I don't do that personally. Um, I very rarely can think of when I would have something American flag on. It's not because of disdain for the flag or for the country. Again, the opportunities that we've had and my kids have, will hopefully have in the future um, may not be, be available if we were anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. But I also look at the, the, big, the bigger thing and when you look at um, what does it mean? So I look back, reflect on something else that happened last week which was the, well, this past Sunday, um, the Women's World Cup, U.S. won, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I look back at the Summer Olympics, the Winter Olympics, and the rallying point of different things like so-called like 9-11 mm-hmm. um, 
and things like that that happen in this country that bring us all together. That when we are in need, we come through um, for each other as a country. Now, is that sustainable? Is that an everyday practice in all areas? No. Um, but I know we can do better, and I know there's a possibility to do better, but with all of the disconnect there is nowadays, when you talk about finances, you talk about politics, you talk about every other thing that could divide us, take, if you take color out of it and think about all the other things that could divide us, there's so many more topics out there that needs to be addressed and walls will be torn down that, again, I think the July 4th is just, again, you are a chance for us to be with family and friends for a day off. Um, do I feel that that patriotism for that day in that school? Excuse me, in that school. Why did I say that? <laughs> we know like, who's not uh, hand over the heart for the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and, and I got to be honest with you, today I, I I'm torn with that from nowadays because I can't re I can't recite stuff that I really don't believe in, right? Yep. So yeah. So, yeah. so when the when the pledge is being said at my school, I find myself really thinking about like look around and like I'm probably the only one that's not reciting the pledge right now. And I'm okay with that. Um, or when, but I can always tell you, when I hear the Star Spangled Banner, because of the sacrifice that I know my grandfathers, my uncles, everybody made for this country, I got two cousins, female, that are serving the army right now. When I hear the Star Spangled Banner stuff, I still have a sense of pride in me. I still mm -hmm. feel that sense of pride across the board. And I would never not claim it, but a personal connection with this country and where it's going, that I'm at a loss for words right now. Just because of the climate we in and we're deal, we, we deal with it on a regular basis. And it's funny, you mentioned the climate that we're in because you, you talk about America or, or us as Americans coming together um, out of necessity or in some time of need. And I think that's a very interesting statement because even where we are now, there are times of need, right, for different people. And unfortunately, those needs, um, be they understood or misunderstood, are part of the bigger driving force for some of this divide that we have. Now, there's, you know, rhetoric and uh, agendas that are being pushed through propaganda and everything. But the inability to focus on a common goal or understand the needs of others as they relate to or don't relate to yours, but I guess seeing them from the both side, uh, from both sides, um, you know, I guess kind of keeps us where we are in this country at this point in time. If that makes any sense, it makes total sense. People are are yeah. that 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 rhetoric, the, those thoughts, those upbringings that people have, people inside boxes, right? And I go back to the conversation I had a couple weeks ago, where I, I talked about the guy I met, we met in Alaska. It's about praying for this country and mm -hmm. praying for the border, praying for the president. I understand, personally, I understand where he was coming from. Do I agree with it? No. Do I, but do I understand his situation and, and what's, being, what's being said is out of um, propaganda, whatever fear, whatever thing is being pushed, I do understand it. And I do, not to say I'm accepting of everything that goes along, but part of our my personal belief is part of our biggest problem is not seeing, not taking a second to see where everybody's coming from and then figure out how we can have those conversations. It's just, it's always got to be my opinion versus your opinion. It's not, I'm trying to listen fully to your side. Mm -hmm. You listen to mine and let's have a conversation about it. Let's meet in the middle and talk about it. Again, we we can agree to disagree, but we don't have to be disagreeable in it. 
Yeah. Oh, are right, you about to? No, no, I, I was just coming, coming off mute just so I can jump into anything else. But no, that he, you hit her nose. I can't, I can't add anything else to that. Is it is right now? It's kind of a weird. You kind of there. You want to give support. You want to make sure everyone's there. But I think it also depends on where you stand. So you, I, us, we all have a different um, look at things. We can see both sides of the picture, understand, and have the, um, the empathy to see the other side. Um, what's happening, or even empathy of just not your opinion. When you know, hey, listen, I, I may not agree with you, but I'm going to hear you out. That just takes openness and uh, the ability to listen. And I don't think that's that's the current tide of our country right now. Um, in the in the areas that make a difference. So the bigger cities, of course, that's going to be where it is. That's what you're used to. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. But there's still some areas that you know are just not not attacked and it's still segregated in the mind in the mindset, not by color. But by mindset, because there are some people there that are mixed in black or white and still think the opposite way because they just that's just what they see, what they hear, what they watch. You know, there's Fox News all the time versus watching Fox and NBC and seeing both sides of the same story. You look at your channel, you turn it on and go, this is what the truth is. And if you're listening to this right now, I mean, let us know what you think, uh, because I think it's a it's an interesting dynamic. If you're feeling more patriotic than, you know, than not. Uh, let us know why. If, if you kind of along the same sense as, you know, maybe me, BJ, and, and, and Art, uh, not feeling the, the patriotic sense for whatever reasons, uh, let us know why. Drop it in the comments. You know, shoot us an a email at 13thfloor.fledgeology.com or uh, leave, it, uh, leave it in the comments or on one of the YouTube, uh, YouTube posts or, or Facebook posts. And uh, let, us, let us know what you're thinking. Um, as we move on to the next segment, man, I got to shout out somebody who's been pretty much a ghost longer than I have. My man, J. Dace encourages. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're not following him, man, you definitely need to follow him because I can absolutely say he gave me a real pump this week as I scrolled through the timeline on, uh, on Instagram with one of his posts. And it was very, very fitting. And I think we all can take some personal accountability and growth from, from this statement. And uh, on his post, he has, a why, he has two statements, right? Why is this happening to me? Is the first statement, but it's crossed out. There's a strike through uh, on it, strike through through it. And then underneath that, it's, it says, what is this teaching me? And, you know, I saw it and it, I was immediately like, that's my boy, man. J-Day's out there inspiring people, man, dropping them gems, man. I love it. But it spoke to me so much because over the course of, Shoot, I can go all the way back to when we talking about, you know, applying for this uh, processor license in, in Maryland. But over, over such a long period of time, there have been things that have just been happening and, and, and lessons to be learned. Um, but specifically this week with uh, Kristen, you know, she just graduated dental school and such. Uh, she graduates in May, but she's still technically unemployed. You know, um, cool. she, has, she hasn't landed a job, so still trying to find that perfect spot. And there has been a nice amount of resistance along the way. And it's from parties that we thought, man, she gonna come out of school, just be able to jump into this opportunity or this space and just go to work immediately. You know, she graduates mm-hmm. middle of May, she's working by second, first, second week in June. Yeah, And it did not happen that way at all. But I think we learned so much by looking at the opportunity or looking at the experiences for what they were worth and seeing, okay, I'm not getting this traction. You know, I'm not getting these hits back. I'm not moving, or this isn't progressing as fast as I want it to progress. 
mm-hmm. instead of sitting in and it's like, yo, I just graduated from dental school with, you know, my doctoral degree. I was one of the best clinical students in the class. I had all of this past experience. Why don't I have a job yet? Like, what the hell, what is wrong with me? Instead of having that attitude, she and we consistently had, you know, okay, why, what, what is this happening for? You know what I'm saying? What am I supposed to learn from this? And, you know, Jay put it out there this week, but it wasn't the first time I, I saw this. I heard it again um, in the T.D. Jake sermon. Uh, but that's, that's what I want to focus on, you know, for the listener or for us, you know, talking about, you know, that mind state that you got to have when it comes to adversity or just going through different things in life. Instead of having that, you know, pessimistic or negative, you know, why is this happening to me? Looking at it for what this is doing for you or how you are learning from this situation because I can tell you we got a lot out of it um, from the standpoint of knowing what to look for in potential jobs or potential offices to acquire um, how to go about negotiations what to be looking like what to what the benchmarks are you know for as you know compensation on production or uh, collections and what not to go for all of those things if somebody had just come out and said hey you can come work for me here here you go would have never had any of that background knowledge and so when we look to do this on the other side when we're owning our own practices and trying to you know hire new dentists we actually know how to go about that process and it can actually happen faster and other than you know learning or being in a business for like five or ten years and then buying it she can work for two or three years continue to acquire that knowledge but she has a good foundation based on those experiences yeah i mean that that goes to the to the mindset of the you know that ties me anything. so the wealthy the wealthy and the poor the uh why why am i stuck in this this job versus how can i learn from this job and go on to the next place um, the, the good student versus the bad student. Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm just a seed student. I can't do any better than that versus, oh, I, I thought this test or I didn't do well. Let me go talk to the teacher, see how I can get better for next time I understand what I miss in teaching. I mean, all these things is just really how you, you see, that, see the view and how you react to the situations you're in. You got to be able to, to take it, kind of take it on the chin and go, all right, cool, I'm learning. And they always say the best opportunity to learn is failure. If you're afraid to fail, you're never going to succeed. So people who always say, why is it happening to me, hasn't, my mindset may, may have not failed yet or may have not understood that they have failed and they can learn from that failure. Exactly. I think that's the biggest piece of it is not taking away the lesson um, in, in whatever that situation was. Um, you have to. That's the only way you grow. Uh, the failures are what kind of help people get to where they're going to be in life. If everything was easy and you won at all costs, when that piece of adversity comes and hits you or that storm comes or you actually do finally lose, you, you don't know how to prepare. You're not prepared for it. You don't know how, to, how to, to, to fall gracefully and get back on your feet or take the lump and get back on your feet. I think absolutely you have to um, look, for, look for those lessons in life, um, going through those situations. Um, I was able – I saw that – I saw him post that day too and um, – I think every everything happens for a reason, right? I, I truly believe that, and I think, and for this one, I'm I'm always say I'm not trying to get religious. For this one, I'm going to be religious, <laughs> right? um, purposefully, um, because again, one of the things that it's been an ongoing conversation in another in other groups in other circles, um, and it's been a recurring theme probably over the last month, um, and that's why I find it interesting that when he posted that, 
I had just finished a conversation about the same thing within another day or two before that. Um, But the whole thing is really about um, in that situation, being a believer. Like, and and again, I'm going to talk about this for a minute. And again, everybody has their own opinion. I'm not trying to force it on anybody. It's just what I personally believe, right? That any situation that that you're in, there is a reason for it, whether that's for you to be blessed through it or you to bless somebody because of your trials and, and things that you go to uh, go through. So one thing that um, the conversation pretty much escalated to the point where we were talking about um, that everything that we go to is not for us. It's not for our own understanding. It's not for our own gratification. It's not for whether it's good or bad. It's not for necessarily for us. And I, I think several times I might have said the thing, one of my, my go-to phrases, and you guys know I like catchphrases, there's no testimony without a test, right? Mm-hmm. Like some things that the times are going thing you're going through is for you to learn something to pass on to somebody else. Because I truly believe if you're going through it, you can bear it. And God would never put it on you if you couldn't bear it and make it through it. Um, many different testimonies that could be in my life I can give examples of, and I can talk about that later on. But um, but I, I truly believe that, again, I go back to something I don't say it's trivial, but um, being diagnosed with diabetes at 16, right, and coming up through my life with that. At, at first, I thought it was a curse. I, I like, I was, you couldn't tell me I was going to do this, I was going to do that. Um, take shots for the rest of my life, be on insulin for the rest of life, have all this medication and run through me. And like, I, I pretty much was like, I guess I'm going to be dead. I'm glad I didn't stick with that mindset, and, I, and I'm trying to, it's totally transparent as possible. I know other people have made it, but at 16, that's something hard to ingest. Like, this is you for the rest of your life. And you got to change a lot of your mindset at 16, because at that point, you know, my grandmother's a diabetic, so I know there's a certain diet that you have to follow. Yeah. You definitely want to maintain some, some level of physical fitness, uh, which is probably easier at 16 than it is now. But um, You're talking about a 16 years of a lifestyle that you – a lot of stuff you just got to give up. And right. I pretty much was like, well, I'm out. I, if I see you next week, I do. If I don't. YOLO. It's a hard lesson to learn at, at, at that age to, to think. Because, you know, yeah, you're, you're not, not strong right yet mentally to think, what can I do to make sure I'm okay? You're like, okay, I'm living for now. And that's, yeah. All right. But I, but I like at 38 now, I reflect back more than half my life of, I can't even say surviving of thriving through it because mm-hmm. I have my ups and downs on days and days I don't feel like crap. Y'all have no idea. Like half my, half my college days, I can't even say half, probably about 80% of my college days, my blood sugar was so high. I should be in the hospital somewhere and none of y'all ever knew it because <laughs> I had stuff to do and I had other stuff that goals I wanted to achieve and I, I pushed through it. And I'm not saying I did it myself, right. but after all of that and all the experiences I had and then understanding I had to get it under control, how many people, I, how many kids I've been able to talk to at the elementary school level, middle school level, high school level. Even I've had adults who were diagnosed later on in life um, who call me out of the blue and just say, I just need to talk, right? I don't believe that. And, and then I look at all my cousins, like are you talking about hereditary and type one is, is mainly in your genes of hereditary. I'm out of, I counted one day, and I was up around 16, 17 mm-hmm. of the, the gener- my generation of the grandkids, the first generation grandkids of my aunts and uncles on my dad's side. 
one out of 16, 17, and none of the great grandkids, I'm the only one that's been diagnosed. Wow. Wow. Right? And I look at that, and I look at my aunts and uncles, and the, the numbers, the percentages get higher with them. But I look at everything overall, and I'm like, well, I look, reflect back now, and I, maybe my having this was to benefit somebody else. It wasn't about because I can make it through it. I'm going to survive through it, right? Mm-hmm. It's about helping somebody else through the process that I wouldn't have been there for them if they had later on down the line for that kid or for those couple of kids or for those adults that we've had conversations and weekly check-ins about starting the process and getting on and changing the mindset about what you're going to do. And it's not, this is not the end of end all to be all for things that maybe that one conversation that those, those one weeks, those months of conversations are what's the catalyst to help them get through. And that was my mission. That was the purpose of me having this disease right now. And when I got to that point, I can tell you the, the stress and the worry about, about it all was gone. When I actually received that for me, mm-hmm. I was able to say, it's not about me. It's bigger than me. And everything we do, no matter what comes to life. So what can I learn? The same thing Jay Davis posted. Like, what can I learn from this? Uh, I learned about healthy habits. I learned about the educational piece that I could help somebody else. And again, go back to helping somebody else. That's my natural not natural state. We go back to the, the mortar ink, mortar consulting, right? That's the outro is coming through. But I knew, but I know now I was able to make it through and make it more than half my life now and then turn out and help somebody else to do it. So maybe the things we're going through right now, maybe Chris not having a job and, go, and going through the process with you guys with getting Beyond Extracts and, and Slife together, maybe that was the, the thing, the learning piece she needs now that is not about that job that she's looking forward to going to get. It's about the knowledge she's going to get to the turn when she gets that position. She's going to be able to apply that and then soar and whatever and pass everybody else up because she has that knowledge for this period of time that the other people aren't coming with. They're just coming with the knowledge of dental school and whatever practical piece they had. They don't have the business background. They don't have the writing a business plan or having a conversation or leading those those um, think tank conversations or going out and selling herself. They don't have those candidates don't have that. So when she gets in that position. She's going to excel and do that. That was her time, her position. And you guys made it through that time. As family, whether it was financial struggle, whether it was time commitment struggle, whatever it was, you guys made it. That's a testimony. That was your test. That was one testimony. And you're going to have more testimonies to make as time goes on because of the faith you have in each other and the faith that you had that you were going to make it through. Now you're going to start sowing, sowing those seeds and reaping the rewards. Ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. You got to have that mind state. You got to see yourself doing these things and you got to put yourself in a position to ask, what am I learning? Uh, What am I supposed to be learning? What am I supposed to be getting out of this? Not why is this happening to me? It's happening to you for a reason. What is that reason? What are you supposed to be doing? And then you take that and you move a thousand miles forward because that's exactly what it was i mean you hit hit the nail on the head bj we were just having that same conversation about how the countless hours with um the consultants to learn negotiating strategies learn how to ask for what you want which is something that i want to get into with kenny because another part of it another big part of this 
was going into an employer and selling yourself and negotiating there. How do you go about getting what you want at the table? Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely want to have Kenny jump on with us when he's available. But that's, that's all it was. All of that preparation, like you said, the business and being able to talk through those things, understand certain concepts. She was able to get into these rooms. One of the, she had an interview today. And the lady that interviewed told her, wow, I'm so impressed because half of the conversation that I'm having with you right now, I can't typically have with other dentists. There you they go. Just, they just don't understand. So absolutely, man. BJ, you hit the nail on the head, man. I think that's, um, that's great stuff, man. I'm going to uh, go ahead and go to Art's Corner so we can start wrapping this thing up. Man, wow. Yeah, I mean, oof, that's, a, that's a good way to <laughs> throw me in, in there after following that. That was good. Um, so my, my corner today, and, and I took my, took, uh, my, my pop to the, to airport with Nigeria, uh, mom pop this weekend. And I, um, took me a second to say, okay, what's going on around here? And there was a, there was a large Jewish event happening. And I'm not sure what they were you know, traveling back to Jerusalem or wherever they're going to go. It was just, they had a whole section. It was, it was just a bunch of them in there. And I thought to myself, and I said, huh, why is it okay for other nationalities, other races, other whatever it may be, be super proud of themselves and accept the positive stereotypes that they are. So, you know, smart, owning things, doing stuff. I mean, they really took that and lived with it. And they, but they were proud. They were all wearing their, um, their hats. They were all wearing their, um, you know, their proper clothing. They were uniformed out. And you know what? It was something they all did. Even the parents came in with that. They weren't flying. And I think back and I looked on the opposite side of the escalator and I saw, you know, everyone working in the, in the airport with the mindset of just being there, leaning on a counter with their phones out and like not taking advantage of it or understanding that if we were to just accept who we are and empower ourselves to do those things that we can go way, way, way further instead of dividing and conquering and everyone trying to do their own thing, um, which then led to me talking to uh, some family about, uh, immigrants coming into the country, the first generation of people. And Indian friends, Jewish friends, um, uh, Asian friends, I asked them, I said, hey, if you were going, you get paid a hundred bucks, for instance, hundred bucks this week a paycheck, what do you give, what do you send back home? Or how do you plan this out? Because it's never just about you. It's about the next generation of what's happening. And I think that's where we got lost and we're getting back to that now as a people. But because of how we were separated so long ago, we never got the chance to say, hey, no, 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 when you leave the house, you don't just go and you're 18, get out of my house. It's no, you're 18, you may stay here for a couple more years, but when you leave, you'll be set up to move forward. Um, and that's that paying it back forward. So back to the, 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 the monetary amount, $30, the 100 bucks, immediately before anything is done, is sent back to wherever it goes or it's put into a pot to send back home, to take care of people that are home. And that could be the same for us and should be the same for us because we're putting out all our money to everything else. And at the end of the day, you actually say, okay, how can I survive on this until Friday versus paying ourselves first and then saying, okay, so I have left to live here or do this or do that. Um, so it's really just all about looking back at yourself, being proud of what you are, and then thinking about how you are benefiting and helping the next person behind you and your family. What are you doing today to help them tomorrow? Um, every single day you work, every single day you live. What are you doing today for that? Legacy. That's all I hear. I hear that Jay Z song playing in the back of my in, in the background. Legacy. Yeah, well, there you go. The legacy. Exactly. 
Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, man. Make sure you all get with us on social media at 13th Floor. Please make sure you follow us on all of your podcast sites, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. You can catch the videos on Vimeo on YouTube. Um, and we Brett, are- before we get out of here, man, I want to take a second real quick. I want to uh, go back to a conversation <laughs> we had beforehand. Don't think we're going to get here real quick. Because I, I wanna- you got it, man. It's your show, man. You got the mic. No, no, no. I want to do due diligence because um, – we recorded a little bit late this week because of a, a situation, and I wanted to uh, give you that, the platform, the opportunity to kind of reflect. Cause we talked right before we started recording, um, and and I heard what you said. I heard from your heart, and I want you to have a chance to kind of memorialize and capture that um, for our audience to hear. But also, um, sometimes it's good to just get it out there um, and put it out there. Um, I won't go into too much detail. I'll let you kind of paint the picture. Um, but I definitely want the platform to kind of share your experience and your thoughts because I think later on online, if you ever look back at this episode, you're going to appreciate the time spent and the, the message you're about to drop. Nah, man, you absolutely right, man. I'm glad that you uh, you caught that because if – Yeah, you won't get ahead that easy. Typically – no, but typically I write that stuff down. Like if it's not written down on my agenda, it typically don't get covered in the podcast because we start rolling and then we get there right. and then it's gone. But um, no, you're absolutely right. I do have to take the opportunity to memorialize and celebrate the life of my um, my godmother. She passed, uh, and it was uh, we were talking about it, um, and she was just such a strong woman. And I say that because I was telling BJ, um, she was ever, ever since I was a little kid. I have always I had always known her to be ailing in some type of way. Um, whether it be some type of injury, some type of illness, but she never let those ailments or illnesses define her as a person. She, no matter how much she was hurting or may have been hurt on the inside, just didn't want to show it. She was always the most jolly person, um, always up and out and about with us. I remember the summers as a, as a little kid, like six, seven, eight years old, and we go in between my grandma's house and her house. And she had this red brick house on like Queensboro Ave. And when I tell you, we used to run up, run the streets. Like we used to run the streets over there, but it was good. We had a good time, man. We used to do firecrack, firecrackers and everything on the 4th of July. It was always good food, good family, good fun. Um, I, I just have so many good experiences um, just in her household and coming up under her. Um, having her as a godmother and um you know i'll say to, to the family man uh, you know our family you know deepest con- condolences you know wishing for much strength especially to her daughter and her son who are you know carrying her right now and handling all of the um the arrangements and such uh, i'll be down there next weekend for the uh for the celebration and everything but uh just had to take a moment man because i don't think i don't think anyone really able to give her you know those words as often as she probably deserved them myself included um you know i stayed in contact i saw her or talked to her every time i was in saint pete um but to like really see you know her past and knowing all of that now like i really want to let her know like this is this is truly how you know we feel about her life and her spirit and um, I, I know that she will, you know, still be here with us and carrying us and making sure that we're moving in that same strong and jolly way <laughs> as we do um, each and every day. So, so you know what I'm saying right there? What's that? She never asked, why does this happen to me? Never. Exactly. Never. Why never. Why to me? She, she, 
And even if, if she did, she never showed you guys. It was mm-hmm. never about me and my ailments and my illness. It was about how can I help turn this and make this, despite this, make everybody's life better. Absolutely. True testament to, the, to everything that was captured today. Yes, yes. So, Deborah, we miss you. We love you. I'm glad you've gone home. Uh, can't, can't wait to get down there and spend some time with the family to celebrate your life. Um, but, yeah, we know we're here with you and uh, definitely love you. Love you so much. Amen. Uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. We're done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. amazing. 121, two. Two? Two? One. Yeah. The yeah. 13th floor. Call the end. Call the end. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. The 13th floor. The 13th floor.